Welcome to HearthCast, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player, with your hosts, Root and Freckleface. Be part of the show by calling 407-520-5342, following HearthCast on Twitter, liking HearthCast on Facebook, or emailing the show at contribute at hearthcast.com. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 90 of HearthCast, recorded for you on October 20th, 2011, and made possible by Riptide Software and Noxic.com. We are casual players, we talk about WoW, we talk about life, and we talk about our points in between. Our show may contain profession pointers, interface ideas, or drama-free dungeon guides. All of which we hope you find useful as players of this game that we love to call the World of Warcraft. In this episode, um, we have an interview with our friends Zeph and Garrett. They gave us a rundown of the Firelands strategies for the different bosses and the trash mobs for that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to pass that along to you guys, and it's, it's pretty cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. And um, that's about it, right? Yeah, no, se- no segments this week. Yeah, but it's a lot of great information, yes. though, so it's really good. We love having them on the show. So, uh, mad shout-outs, by the way, to uh, Tim Bongers. Is one of our new friends on Facebook. Oh yes, I saw those posts. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, some good stuff up there. And um, I like his cartoon pic profile. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? Yeah, I do. And speaking of cartoons and profiles, the competition this month can now happen. Oh, that's right. For the Zyger Guide update or Zyger Guide Guide giveaway. Yeah. If I can get it out, we'll get now it. I can trick or treat. Yeah, can I can trick or treat? Do you have any masks yet? Um, yes, I do. All right. Well, I've got a couple, too. I haven't taken any screenshots with them because I haven't put them on yet. I deleted one on accident. Oops. You have to type delete to do that, don't you? No, not the oh. mask. Oh, okay. Also, it said I had a duplicate of whatever item is in my bag, so I deleted a mask thinking I got another mask, but it was uh. a duplicate of the hallowed helm, so I deleted oh. the wrong thing. Oh, well. Oh. Huh. And um, another shout-out going to uh, Renevion, or Renevion. He sent us how to pronounce his name, and I think and I still, still messed it, it up. Right? Rin-a-V-on. That's what it says right there in his email. It's pronounced Rin-a-V-on. And he says, sorry for the uh, the brain fart. But he actually says mental discombobulation. But that's a big word, and I can't... apologizing for our mental discombobulation. I can't pronounce discombobulation. You just did. No, no, I can't pronounce that word. You just did. What word? Discombobulation. Yeah, I can't pronounce that word. Brain fart. I'm good. You're with gonna that. go with the new version of. What are you kicking over there? Stop um, kicking. That's a nervous habit. Sorry. <laughs> I was kicking the wire. Don't kick the wire. Kick the baby. <laughs> Where did that come from? You've never. Oh, it's an old internet meme. Kick the baby. Huh. Uh, well, it's all right. Hearthcast is the fastest growing podcast of its kind, and now it is a award-nominated Stoppy podcast in. Four or five categories? Yeah, something like that. So please uh, vote for your favorite Hint Hint podcast. I mean, it's cool to be nominated in there. There's a lot of cool people in there. I'm going to send everyone a cookie who votes. We're <laughs> shamelessly mail. bribing people for their vote by sending them in-game cookies that yeah. you can't send to them unless they join our server. Yes, join the server. Deathwing. On the Horde side, I'll send you cookies. <laughs> yeah. 
And you know what? Uh, yeah, we couldn't do this without you guys, obviously our listeners, and without our awesome sponsors, RiptideSoftware.com, Noxic.com, um, Zyger Guys, obviously. We couldn't do it without them because we give a Zyger Guide away every month. Mm-hmm. Um, System.com, the IMG, the International Mastermind Group. Uh, I can't say enough about Mike Preston. He helped me out through through some cool stuff, just theory, theory crafting geek-wise on some stuff. that IRL. Uh, yes, IRL theory, theory crafting. crafting. Yeah. Nice. And we actually came up with a very cool uh, internet appliance that we're actually doing here at RiptideSoftware.com now. And um, it was just bouncing ideas off Mike and him coming back going, well, theoretically it's possible. Why don't you order XYZ and let's see if we can do it. I'm like, all right. So I ordered the components. We built it and it works uh, according to what we wanted to do with it. So, you know, mad props to him for being that kind of support. If you want that kind of support... Uh, you can get a hold of Mike over at Sysdom.com and uh, just let him know that we sent you over here from Hearthcast. That is, again, that's Sysdom, S-Y-S-D-O-M.com, and Mike Preston with the IMG, the International Mastermind Group. And also, of course, uh, we couldn't do this without Carnage. Over at YouTube.com, forward slash Carnage1320 for the best and wow PvP videos. Um, also, give a shout-out to our guildmates. That's on the Horderlies. And anyway, wait. That's the Horderlies on Deathwing. Um, to our Facebook friends, that is facebook.com forward slash Hearthcast. And our peoples on Twitter, that is at Hearthcast for the show, at Hearthcast Freck for me, and at Hearthcast Root for Root. Yeah. And some mad prop shout outs to none other than. Wait for it, wait for it. Kung Fu Elvis in the house. What's up? You don't have to clap. That's a sound effect. It's, it's, it's a trained uh, reaction. It's to, a trained reaction. Yeah. You start clapping when 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 you hear clapping. Yeah. So what do you do if you hear something like 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 that? Oh. I make a sad face. What doesn't work on a podcast though? You did, you did pout. I did. <laughs> that was cute over there. You're pouting. So how are things going with you? Your uh, your mad PvP skills. Good. I just got my new uh, boots. New boots? About 10 minutes ago. Oh, uh, yeah. I was paired up with a hunter. I forgot his name. But he was really good. And you won a battleground last night and you weren't even there. Or whatever. BG, a, a 2v2. Yeah. Um, what is it? Taz and I were doing arenas and I had this emergency to, about payroll and, and so I had to help you know, the payroll people out. And which, of course, helps everybody in the company out because we all get paid yeah. tomorrow, which is a good thing. So we all thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. So I came back and match was over, so, and I noticed this, my record was was 1-0. and zero. I'm like, did we win? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he went, yeah, we did, by default. I'm like, hey, I'll take any win I can get. Yeah. So it was good. We've been a little busy this week, so I know we promised some some epic kung fu Elvisness this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't gotten to it, and I'm going to be really busy next week as well. Yeah, you're going to be swamped next week, mm-hmm. dude. We may not even see you next week. Oh, you'll see me. Just like a billion of us. Uh, <laughs> I won't see the Kung Fu Elvis probably next week. Yeah, yeah he's going to be busy doing super secret government shh. stuff. We can't, hey, talk, we can't about talk about it. Yeah, we'd have to. No. Yeah, shh. yeah, shh. You'd have yeah. to what? Uh, we can't talk about that either. Oh, why? She just can't. Frightened. Yes, you should be. You should be very scared. So, Freck. Hey. What's been going on with you this week? That's your catchphrase. My catchphrase? Yeah. No, it's like a, are you leaving? Kiffy? 
Oh, I got a text message. Oh, is that your phone making the noise? I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> my catchphrase. Oh, we got an argument last night about catchphrase. That wasn't an argument. <laughs> you... Kind of was. No. It was, yeah, it wasn't a very thought out argument on my side. It wasn't an argument. We're just talking about what catchphrases we have here at, uh, at, at Hearthcast. Yes. So, what is going on with me? Um,. I have my priest up to level 67 right now. Okay. Um, tried to do Blade's Edge Mountain. Um, I hate it. I hate that zone. Why? Um, the zone. Um, I hate the zone Blade's Edge Mountains. Oh, okay. There are, I tried, I tried to do a quest where you kill some drakes and they were resisting my mind flay. How dare they? How? Level, I'm level 60, level 66. I have not had any sort of creature resist my mind flay before. Right. What is that? I, I killed know. four of them. I didn't get a single drop and I needed eight of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> forget this mess. There's a few quests I just got frustrated with. So I just hopped around and then did some randoms until I got 67. Then I went over to Netherstorm. Oh, yeah? How'd that work for you? I parked myself there. I'm going to start doing the quest uh, next time I'm on that character. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But you and I are doing stuff together now. For the first time, like, forever. I'm so excited. It's all because of the Horderlies. I know. And then I got spoiled to it, and then you weren't on when I got on oh. the past two nights. And I was sad. I'm sorry. I was used to that before, you not being on, and now I'm like, <laughs> oh, so rude. Really? Yeah. No. Yes, I was. Oh. I was sad. Well, yeah. We, uh, we actually raided Blackwing Tups or whatever it's called. Descent. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, I played yeah that, that was game. exciting. It was. It was pretty cool. And I know that the Horderlies, uh, Hoof It and Hend and uh, Taz and... Yeah, everybody. Rob. Robocop. I can't even think of his... Um, I can't think of his character Left name. Left for can... Dead. Oh, is that him? Yeah. Skin oh, yeah. and... Wait. That's no, her. That's She's you. Skin and Bones. Yeah. Okay. And Freckleface. But it's like the guild is wanting to know what our... Even though we talked about it, like, on Mumble, there's, like, dying to know what we're going to say about it on the podcast. What are we going to say? I liked it. I liked how patient they were because, I mean, I wasn't doing... I did what I could do. Huffet is a great guild leader. I want him to teach calculus or something ridiculously... Um, confusing because he'd be a good teacher of it. I heard he spent like an hour with you on your mouse over. Uh, mm, that's an exaggeration. Was it like ten minutes? Mm. Well, you know, guys, we all exaggerate about stuff. <laughs> How long you last? Oh man, I lasted about two minutes when I wait. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? Leave it in the show. We were talking about how long you lasted in arena. That's the first time I've used that on you, Kung Fu. (laughs) I usually last about 20 seconds in arena. What are you... I I check my text message. I come back. This is when I... Okay. Oh, Root's blushing. That was funny. You're blushing. I am. That was was funny. So supposedly that's our catchphrase. Leave it in the show, by the way. Yeah, he he did. Hope it did help me out a lot with uh, mass over macros. I'm still confused, to be honest. Hey. I didn't use macros at all before. Well, I'm glad you're starting to use them now because I like macros. So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I don't know. I think my overall opinion of the raid was that uh, it was very instructional. Mumble helps a lot because everybody was, I mean, I knew exactly what to expect, exactly what to do for the most part. Like, I knew what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Whether I did it or not is a different story. But I knew what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Be- yeah, we we did well in BW as our group did well. You know, yeah, because we, almost, we we didn't wipe until last boss. Yeah, and fortunately we couldn't finish last boss. And my only issue with and I knew this for even transferring over. I mean, they don't start until 10 p.m. our time. I'm liking that though. Well, it depends on the night. I mean, that night, um, I had to get up the next morning, so I was really not wanting to stay up late. Right. So just how late I can stay up, it just depends on how much sleep I've had. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I can't work on three hours like you do. I'm not that epic. Yeah. Well, I just got back from playing uh, Star Wars Monopoly with my kids and wife. And actually, I was like the first one out. So, <laughs> And I just came out and I saw people were still on. So I jumped on Mumble and I'm like, All right, I'm going to bed. And everybody was just like, no, no, you got to come. Oh, on. yeah, because we were waiting around. We had nine of us for about 20 minutes just <laughs> trying to find last that DPS. <laughs> and you just get on there like, hey, guys. Let's go to bed. No, come play with us so we can do something. <laughs> because before that, we had done, um, did we do Baird on hold? I don't know. I wasn't there. You were there the night before. Oh. Oh, I have uh, a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. You need to work on your texting skills. My texting skills? Mm-hmm. What did I do now? There will be occasions when I ask you a yes or no question. Yeah? And your response is not yes or no. It's uh. something that can be interpreted either way. <laughs> For example, Uh-oh. last Thursday, it's supposed to be the alt-raid night. Yes. I decided... Oh, I, that was not me. It was That you. was Rob. That was Robocop. Was it? was it? all him. I said, y'all wait, Freckleface is on her way, and he got some other, some other healer. But see, okay, this is what happened from my point of view. I am laying on the couch. I have my knee propped up. Oh, because you hurt your knee. I hurt my knee. I'm watching Don Draper. I don't know who that is. That is Mad Men. And I, I think I'm not going to get on it. Get this text from you. Hey, do you want to heal Baird and hold? And I say to myself, well, you know, it needs to get done this week. It'd be nice to get it done. I guess if they need me, I can jump on. So I text you, are you willing to wait for me? And I said, yes. No, you did not. I didn't say yes. You said, we're at doggy. <laughs> I asked you yesterday the question, are you guys going to wait for me? You said, um, we're at doggy. We're at the doggy. What does that mean? Does that mean you're at the doggy and you're going to wait for me? Or does it mean you're at the doggy that, and you're not going to wait for me? It was a <laughs> we just got a cryptic message. Not not to... Um, not, not to you're not, derailing me. Not you to derail already. you. We have a message but from... But to from, derail me. Well, it's it's. I'll let you read it. It's from Kung Fu Elvis, who's now left the building. Girlfriend aggro. Peace out, Pete. There you go. All right. That's All right now. KFE. Okay. Am I... De- no, no, no. Okay. This is the first time I've done that, done that thing. So that creature with the eyeballs looked like a dog to me. So That's like, not the point. I, well, I told him to wait. Okay. And yes, I didn't tell you, yes, we will wait. But I told him, I mean, everything was happening so fast. I'm like, God, Freckle Face is on the way. Uh, and then he got, he got uh, so. so it was just a timing issue. Yeah. Okay, because, and, I mean, this isn't just like tonight. I mean, like, just in general, you've done that to me a few times where you'll say something like, Oh, I'm locked out. Oh, do you need help? And you don't answer me yes or no. You just say something else. I'm sorry. You know, just like I don't know, I'll just something with way your your mind works. Communication skill set with yes. you, bettered. But you know, Rob's. You know, last episode you said you were waiting on Rob to help you. Rob, yeah. yeah. 
And he told me that he was waiting on you. For what? For to run a troll dungeon. What? That every time we turned around, you're doing something else. No. He, no. I think it's a time issue, but this no. Is, it's, you guys just have miscommunication. We do. I, I know what he's talking about, but it was the same thing like last night when, uh-huh. when, when uh, you know, because I, I, I. What was last night? Yeah, because last night, remember, I, I got my uh, my wrist, my, my epic wrist. Things, yeah, right? your bracers. Yeah, 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 the bracers. Yeah. And I asked Hoof if, if he could enchant them. Yeah. Right. And he's like, "Hey, do me a favor. Send me fifteen volatile right. water. Water." So right. I went and I got fifteen volatile my volatile waters out of my bank, and I sent them over to him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, we we're having this whole conversation. I'm like, I sent you the volatile. I, I mentioned something about the bracers, and he's like, "What?" I was like, <laughs> "Or the enchant?" I'm like, "Yeah, I sent you the fifteen volatile." He's like, "Oh, so maybe it's me." Um, sometimes my map doesn't show the new mail icon unless I hover over it. Oh, maybe, maybe it's him. That, maybe that's it. What resolution do you play at, by the way? I don't know. Do I need to get you a bigger monitor? Sure. Because we're looking at your, your screenshots. Uh-huh. And that ain't very big. No. I play on really low settings, though. Still. If you're a healer, you gotta see what's going on. I see what's going on. Okay. Wait. You guys are criticizing the way I play no, based on no, my screenshots? No, no. Yes, yes, we are. Yes. So this is what happens. I'm not in chat. You guys sit around. We talk about your resolution. Okay. Sit around and say, Freckleface needs to get a better computer. Just a better monitor. Better monitor. Yeah, and then we talk about how Demonic Rick thinks you have a pretty mouth. <laughs> That's what we talk about. That's it, really. That's... He's coming on next week. Yeah. Looking forward to it. You are. I'll be the hoot. A hoot and a half. I will. A hoot and a holler and a half. Hoot and <laughs> holler and a half. So, yeah. So. I'm, I am I am ecstatic to be in a part of a guild that um, does, does stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's what you always wanted. There, there are, oh, wait. My mic just worked again. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy like. Now you sound good. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just like I said, I'm I'm ecstatic to be part of a guild that's actually uh, willing to uh, schedule time for alts to level, care about their you know characters like where the position I'm in where I have lower level gear, they're helping me get geared up, and making it a priority of mine to get geared up. And so uh, yeah, I'm 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 down with that. I'm all about it. It's it's cool with me. I like it. Yeah, it's a good time. Anything else going on with you? Um. Well, I started the Hell is End stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's fun. I showed Kung Fu how to, uh, how to how to do the boss fight. Oh, yeah. The holiday? He had no idea. You, like, know yeah, how, you know how I do the boss fight? How do you do the boss fight? I do slash dance. You dance out the whole thing? Yeah. Well, you don't really need to heal anybody, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, because there's not much... There's nothing going on in that fight. Yeah, so as a healer, you just show up and dance. Yeah. Does anybody say anything to you? No. No. Actually, the first time I queued, um, queued up with Rick... I had disabled Healbot on my other character. Okay. So I logged on. The queue popped. I was out of mana. <laughs> Healbot was disabled. Couldn't get back up until halfway through the fight. After the fight's done and we re queue, the warrior who had been there since the beginning said, Hey, you feel like going to queue as a healer? You should at least wear the right gear. I had been in my right gear. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, buddy, you didn't even notice. So just right? chill out. I have fun in it. It's yeah. you know, I just go up there and DPS a bunch of stuff and have fun. Yeah. So. Now I'm gonna use it because 
Apparently, I need to find some other way to heal other than HealBot. Now, my husband told me to use um, Grid and Clicks, which are two different add-ons. Yeah. What? Have you used them? I used Grid a while back Mm -hmm. when I was leveling a healer a long time ago, and I didn't like it. Yeah, he said said the two, or he said Grid by itself is really difficult. But grid with a combination of clicks works better than heal bot and works better than mouse over macros. That's according to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess my kind of thing with the macros is that if you're hovering over with your right hand and using the left hand to press buttons, which buttons do you use? At least the heal bot, I'm using shift and alt and You can still use those. We can't keybind something to shift, though. Yes, you can. You can? It's your shift click. Yeah. No, or shift but, mouse hover. Yeah. There's... No, I didn't. I tried. I'm pretty sure you can. I'm pretty sure you can't. Hey, uh, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if it will help you. That's what he does. I know. Have you been on the Hordley's forums? And I have. Okay. I read them. They yeah. don't make any sense to me because I don't know what macros do. Oh. Although he did point me out to a website that translates the macros. Oh, that's cool. But even still. You know what? They're going to have me in their guild for... A long, long time. No. No. For a little while, then they'll figure out how much of a nub I am, and then they're going to kick me out. They will never. They will. They will never. They will. They're going to be like, freckle no. face. They let him stay in. Don't go throwing people under the bus now. <laughs> Come on. What did Hind ever do to you? Oh, you're not in chat when he goes off of me in chat. So, I get it back on a podcast where he can't retaliate. Just like Richard, when he tries to tries to call me out when I can't retaliate. Called us both out. I didn't even listen to that segment yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I just find out in the Hordley's chat room that Blind Richard called you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? <laughs> and I go, what did he say? He go, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> like, Thanks for paying attention to the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh, and you and I ran a troll together. Couple of trolls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying those. Yeah. I got them down now. Except you locked yourself out of the fight. No, man. I ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> but you know what? What? I have seen that happen to other people. Yeah. And, um, in fact, I was we were doing the troll last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that same one. ZG, I think. I forget. Whatever one it was. Um, and we were on with um, one of our healers from our guild. And I, can't, I can't think of the nick right now. And he had said, uh, we got up, and it was the first boss, right? And we got up there. He's like, BRB. And so we all kind of, I had already stepped in to like the, the platform area or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I'm standing on the corner where I normally stand. And he's like, BRB. I was like, all right, cool. And like, we're all kind of chilling. Mm-hmm. And it was just like two of us, I think, uh, two guildies, and everybody else was just pugging it. And off runs the tank, pulls the boss. Up pops that little fence or whatever. Wait, who said BRB? The healer. The healer said BRB. The yeah. tank was not paying attention. No, and the healer also was the, the, if it matters or not, he was the dungeon guide. He was the guy who set up. He was a leader. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I know, it's still. And off goes the tank. And I'm like, uh-oh. And I turn, and I'm like, there's the wall. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, we wipe. Yeah. And our healer's like, uh. I said BRB. And the guy's like, it wasn't on my screen. And I'm like, he said it in a party chat. <laughs> so that guy leaves. And that was just, that whole, we ended up like, um, 
almost to the final boss over by where the tide lions are. Sorry, mm-hmm. and a bunch of crazy stuff started happening. We actually had a pally come in, mm-hmm. who was a replacement. We're over there where we just wiped on the, the lions, and his pally comes in. And not only does he aggro all the lions, but he aggro's the 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 patrol guy that the walks around with two alligators and as many alligators as he <laughs> can find, and runs them all over to us and then leaves. Oh, that's and rude. we're just like, what? See, they they should really disable being able to quit the the group in the middle of combat. I hate that. It was it was it was. Oh, I hate that so much. Um, I thought you were gonna call me out on going the wrong direction. Uh, no, it wasn't, but that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, I went down the wrong set of stairs. And then you brought, you caused a wipe. No, you didn't. No, almost. I didn't. What happened was, by the time I had scurried and found my way back, the ta- they had all just run off, so they were dying. And then as soon as they started dying, three people left. And just yeah, me. yeah, I remember that now. They all, <laughs> that was funny. Um, on my priest, I was doing a few randoms just to try to fill some space between levels. It got a little monotonous, and I wanted to go to the next level. Yeah. Um, so I I ended up in Underbog. Oh, wow. And the tank was just being, you know, kind of a jerk. I mean, the he, the tank died pretty much in the first pull, but the healer apologized and said, hey, sorry, you know, I'm a little bit out of it. And I said, you know, no big deal, let's, let's just move on. The tank got really aggressive with me, and he's like, "Man, you need to calm down." I said, "Buddy, you need to. Ca- I mean, you're the one that's causing, you know, uh, drama, not me." And he just kept on saying different rude things to different people until finally he'd quit. And we all breathed a collective sigh of relief, and we um, uh, continued to chat about how bad this tank was and what a jerk he was and idiot and all that stuff. And after about five minutes, we get a new tank. That's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much all, all three of us just ripped in on him <laughs> for making fun of us. And um, I said, OMG, we missed you. Give us all kisses. And <laughs> just that that kind of happened to me once, though, not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, this, uh, this guy ended up, it was just kind of funny because he... He rage quit, he came back, and then we basically just made fun of him until he quit again in the middle of a poll. <laughs> so, so what happened to you? Um, yeah. I quit and re and I got the same group. <laughs> I was like, dang it. Wait, did you chew them out? Yeah. <laughs> just did they say anything when he came back? They all laughed at me. They all well? Yeah. Pointed and laughed? Yeah. <laughs> And I said, you guys still suck. And I left. <laughs> so, I was like, dang it. It's um, awkward. It was a little. It's like uh, quitting a job and like telling everybody how much they suck and then Getting going out the wrong yeah, yeah. Going out the wrong door. And I, forgot come back in. Yeah, I forgot my keys. <laughs> yeah, I forgot my keys. Yeah, yeah. That, would, uh, that would not be good. So, hand me ask you a question. Okay. How far on um, Janiqua? Did you get as far as like molten? Not, I mean, yeah, the the dailies and the dailies. Stuff. I've gotten yeah. the achievement and the hippogriff. And uh, so all your portals were turned on. Oh yes. Are they still? Mm. I haven't tried to go to the Fireland or to the, to 
Mount Hyde, actually. Yeah, we don't really need to right now. But go look at that next time you're in Orgrimmar. Because I had done, uh, on route, as you know, you and Mm -hmm. I both completed Vashir. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had completed um, Oldham. Yes. I had started... Um, the the thrall the thrall mind game one actually finished mm-hmm. that. Um, I had done all of the not all of I don't know if I did all yeah I did all of the um, um, Twilight Highlands. I pretty much com- completed. I, I was moving on to like Deep Home and some other ones, mm-hmm. and all my portals were turned off. Oh, and so this is something I had made a little bit of a stink about. And uh, the first guy I talked to had said, well, you know, you need to just go complete the basic uh, the basic requirement quest. Sure. I was like, all right, cool. I'll go complete the basic requirement quest. And so I go to complete the basic requirement quest. And I started with um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the one with the wedding, Twilight Highlands. Mm-hmm. And no, sorry. I beg your pardon. I started with... Uh, um, the tree one. The Hyjal one? Hyjal. Thank okay. you. That's where Thrall, the, the mind thing with Thrall. Yeah. And I figured, okay, let me go get this done. I did a little beginning, like, go talk to this guy, go talk to, go talk to this guy, then go over here. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. I, I haven't gotten too far into this for this not to have already completed something. Right. And so, you know, basically, it's like, okay, now you got to go talk and you got to go. I, was, I had to recycle analyze Thrall. The and thing I is, said, though, that doesn't open up a portal. Like, the portal to well, Mount Hyjal would have been there before. Right, right, right. And, right. and it okay. wasn't. So I had to do the very, very beginning part that opens up the first portal to Mount Hyjal. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go through the portal to Mount Hyjal. It was a low-level quest? Right. Okay. No. Yes. It was, it was a cloud like for like, Yeah. Okay. And so then I go in there, and now it's like, okay, now you have to go. here. You you need to go talk to whatever her, her, her name is, the chick. And she, I'm like, well, why do I got to talk to her? I've already talked to her. I've done this. And this is the point where I'm like, I stopped everything. It's a timeout. I, I've done this thing, right? And I had gotten into it, and I was actually ported over to the very first part where they're flying around in the air, all the spirits, you know, oh, right. of despair or demise or depression or whatever psycho babble crap was going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. I am not doing this again. You know, I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we got we started doing our, our, our quest and our, our raids or whatever, dungeons with the, with the guild. I'm like, all right, well, I'll figure, out, I'll figure this stuff out later. And so I come back, and now I'm like, all right, how do I get back to where I was? So I'm like, all right, open a ticket. And I talked to a GM. And the guy I talked to was actually pretty cool. Um, I wrote down his name. Where is it? His name is Orasis, Orias, O-R-A-I-S, Orias. And I explained the situation to him. I was like, look, I transferred servers. I've done this. I've done all this stuff. I transferred servers, and I changed uh, factions, changed races, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I've already done all this stuff. I, I shouldn't have to do it again. And his initial response was, well, this, you know, your uh, your gnome warlock mm-hmm. d- d- did this. Right. I said, yeah. And he goes, your goblin warlock has not. And I was like, no, no, no. I have done this on this <laughs> character. Root has done this. Doesn't matter his, you know, faction race, whatever. Doesn't matter. I've done this. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to say, well, 
because it's it's a phasing issue is what he's telling me. I'm like, I'm not buying it. You know, I'm just not going to buy it. And so he's like, well, you know, well, you know, it's like, look, I, I want my portals opened up. At least open up all my portals. I don't want to go through all this stuff again. I've already been there. I'm 85. I have no care in the world to go do this stuff again. I don't. But I don't want my portals not to be open in case I want to go there for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so we're going back and forth. And he's like, well, he kept, you know, kind of stressing this whole point about root the goblin horde warlock has not done this stuff. Right. And so I said, okay. So I'm going to take your point. Me, Root, the Goblin Warlock, I've never been to Vashir. And he goes, that is correct. And then I linked to my Abyssal Seahorse. I'm like, where'd I get this? <laughs> and he goes, good point. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, you know, I just, you know, I want to get caught back up to where I was. Right. And he was very cool about it. Very cool guy. The most helpful one I've had to with this quote unquote issue that I've had so far. And so... I was like, and I was like, look, anything you need to do, let's do it. And he goes, all right. He goes, do you have time right now? I'm like, yeah, I'm yours. Abuse me, please. So he ports me back to like the beginning quest area where you fight the the, the spirits, the, the spares yeah. in the air or whatever. And it's, nobody's there. I'm like, um, is someone supposed to be here? He's like, yeah, whatever name is is supposed to be there. Of course, he knows like he knows all their names and all the zones and all this. I could never be a GM because I'm like, yeah, you got to go somewhere and kill somebody. You just go, dude. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> and so I'm flying around, right? And I fly all the way down to the ground, and there's there's not a single mob anywhere. I'm like, this is kind of creepy. So he's like, all right, hang on a sec, and he ports me out, ports me somewhere else. And I'm like, yeah, there's nobody here either. And there's, yeah, I'm like, do you need me to log on to an alt or anything? And he goes, yeah, do you have an alt? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to log off a route and log on to an alt. So I log on to uh, my rogue. Uh-huh. And then I see root log in. Weird. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. And so I'm talking and killed. And about, yeah, five, seven minutes or so pass. And then root logs off. And I'm like, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh boy, that was really weird. Just watching myself log in and log off. Okay. And I'm thinking, if I log in and all my stuff is gone, (laughs) I'm going to be mad. So he he sends me a message. He goes, all done. Go ahead and log into root. I'm like, "Um, okay. So I log off, log into root. And they're getting married. Huh. All my portals are open. Is it the same part in the quest line? No, I'm done. It's all. What do you mean they're getting married? Who's getting married? Thrall and... Oh, Thrall and it. For some yeah. reason, I thought you were talking about the door. Chica. Thing. No, no, no. Oh, I haven't even been over there, but all my portals are open. Nice. Everything is... Now, I haven't gone back to anywhere to see if like the quests are done, like they should have been done or whatever, but I have access to everything now. Hmm. That's all I really wanted was access to what I had before. Right. You know, so... Right. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I know for myself, um, I've opened up the portal to Bashir... So I picked up the quest, and then I got a quest from the Hallows Inn to go check a boat on the docks. And I went out to the docks. There was no boat there. <laughs> and then I realized, because it had phased me to the Vashir oh, where the boat comes. Yeah. Um, how does Bud end up on both boats? I don't know. And jumps off in the both, ocean. And it's the same thing. It doesn't make sense. Now, have you gone to the Twilight Highlands yet? As a horde, that was kind of cool. Oh, wait a minute! You tell me about that. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I started the quest chain, picked out the faulty, um, whatever they're building. Went to Ajara, and went to Ajara. Went through the little five minute 
uh, sequence there, the safety thing. Waited for the boat, got on the boat. All these dragons come, and I'm trying to tilt my camera around to see the dragons. I fall off the boat. <laughs> I have a two-minute fall, and I land in the ocean. Die. They're like, maybe, no. I'm like, oh. maybe I can... So, you never you never die if you fall in water. Did you know that? No, I didn't know If that. you land in water, you don't die. It doesn't matter how far up you are. Huh. No, I didn't know that. I really didn't know if you'd fall in water, you didn't die. That's oh, cool. yeah. Uh, I remember You don't that. get an achievement for it, though. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, no risk and no reward, I guess. Going down. Going down. Oh, yeah. I got that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I tried to swim up to the shore and see if I could catch up with the quest. No. No. It didn't work. Yeah. So I got to start the whole thing over. Now, when I was recounting this uh, GM story to uh, Meow the Snake, mm-hmm. and uh, his, his stance on it is rather interesting. He believes that the GM logged into Root and then something like summoned like an Uber GM nuke weapon <laughs> and went through and just nuked everything for me to finish up the quest lines or something. Think so. Because yeah, why else would you need access to my character? And if you think about it, like if you do the Thrall quest line. I don't know. I would love to see what their interface is like when you log in as a GM, though. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't think so. To see what the options are. They got commands. It's all slash commands. They probably got add ons. Who knows? I want to see it. I mean, I read a story uh, years ago. It was in Vanilla where a GM had helped a guy Mm -hmm. and left him a GM weapon in his bag. You remember reading that story? Vaguely. Yeah, the guy had like this GM weapon that was like one-shotting bosses. Uh Uh-huh. And they were going through. The only reason they got got discovered is they did it too much. Did they get banned or something? Yeah, they did. They got their accounts banned because he. it was like Vanilla. They're doing like the in-game stuff and they're just doing it too fast. Yeah. And so they drew too much attention to themselves. And bragging about, like, I one-shotted the boss. How, how, how'd you one-shot a boss? And they realized the guy had a GM weapon. Who wouldn't do that, though? I don't know. And that's the thing, that, that like, if you're not supposed to have... I mean, I would be so tempted, but I don't know if I really would or not. I think that deserves a suspension, not a ban. Or at least an undo of all the stuff that you got for it. I don't know. I mean, they're having a, heck, a hard enough time figuring my transfer stuff out. They yeah. be able to undo something. Well, the whole faction change, if you think about it, it doesn't make any amount of sense when you think about it from a lore perspective. I mean, really, switch factions, I mean, you're a traitor. Shouldn't you get some sort of traitor penalty? (laughs) I think they did. They screwed up my entire Cataclysm (laughs) quest line. (laughs) That's my penalty. Okay, well, other than having to redo some of the quests I've already done, but even that, I'm getting guild rep and I need that right now. I gotta do all the Fireland daily, not the fire, the molten, whatever the molten. I've done those dailies. I gotta do them again. How much of them? All. I had to go up to like the whatever where where the portal is for the you know the whole thing, and get my my uh, the the things uh, the medallions for nature thing world world the marks the world tree yeah Hmm. I had to do all that again. I had to get. The whole, I mean, and I, I know. Yeah, but you didn't lose out on anything. Did you buy anything from the vendors? You didn't lose anything if you did. No. But. I mean. The still. Thing, the thing it's is. The principle. But. Been there, done that. I shouldn't have to do it again. I don't know. I think it's. My whole point is that it's a weird concept. It goes against. I think the game itself for them allowing you to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. I, I like being able to play on the hard side. I think the one fun part was as 85, mm-hmm. and even though, like, I'm my level 362 now, which I know isn't the best, that's fine. 
Just the same as I am, so don't knock it. All right, what's still? At eye level 365, two. Sorry, I just gave myself a bonus. <laughs> at eye level 362, um, doing those quests was pretty easy. Yes. Yeah, like the nemesis. <laughs> Whatever, you're a turtle. I laugh at you. Whereas before, it's like, holy crap, he's an 85 elite or 83 elite. <laughs> You know, and you're all worried. Oh, my God, he's going to turtle me. You know, whatever. <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh, come here. You cute little puppy. Yeah, yeah, you, you kill him. <laughs> so, after you take part of his shell again. And so, whatever. You don't have to hide behind the shell. You just get an achievement if you do. I, well, no, this is when he's walking around up front. And then when you go downstairs, and you got you to, gotta, well, not downstairs, but you go like the one place, you go all the way down, you got to kill yeah. Nemesis or somebody yeah. else or Tortula, whatever it is. And it's like... Uh, Tortigo's your friend. All right, well, it's Nemesis. Then he's down in the cave or whatever underground, mm-hmm. and you got to go down there, and you got a little turtle with you, mm-hmm. right? You're over there, and it's like, you know, he's about to blow chunks or whatever it says he does, right? And I'm just like... <laughs> I don't think it says Whatever that. it says. I'm not being technical. I'm just like, dot, 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 die, dot, 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 die. It's like I don't this. think he's blowing chunks, though. Well, whatever. <laughs> he's about... He's going to spew. Whatever. <laughs> It was like there, there was there was no risk to my character whatsoever. Okay, fair enough. You know, yeah. and now I'm still I'm not there yet because I'm now you know I'm just now phasing back into the the whole molten whatever area I'm in, and it's like, all right. Do you still have to unlock all the different people? Yes. Well, that doesn't make sense. No. Shouldn't don't you have the achievement for it though? Well, yes, some achievements I guess whatever achievements I got. Well, that's the shit that bothered the GM about. Does that doesn't make sense? No, that, that's what I'm telling you. I'm like, how do I get the Abyssal Sea Wars? <laughs> you know, if I have a mount from a zone that you can only get by going to the zone, right? And you tell me I haven't been to the zone, how do I have the mount? I don't know. That was my point. I think it's something they're working on. You know, in 4.3, they're adding new Gilneas mounts just for the people who faction change over to a worgen. No, from a worgen. <laughs> oh yeah, because you don't so get a mount because you are equivalent. a mount. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But you know what? It, it's still good. It's good because it's just, it's a pain. Mm-hmm. It's something I got to do. It's just a time sink. It's not a risk sink. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to get any major gains out of it, but it's, 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 it's okay. Yeah. And hey, if nothing else, it's something to do while the raids start. How I kind of balance the whole thing out. Was it frustrating? Yeah. Is it kind of still frustrating? Yeah. But they're, they're helping as much as they can. Um, the guy really worked for a good 20 minutes before I actually had ads logged on to my, you know, to root yeah. to take care of it. Um, which I didn't expect. And I think it was kind of over because like the other GMs I talked to and submitted a ticket to support and everything else, they were just kind of like, well, you know, you, you faction changed and you server changed and you know, that's, that's it. That's, you know, please go read the guidelines and see what you sh- should expect and what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. Right. Whereas this guy finally actually took some time to understand and he was quite empathetic about my situation so that right. you know I greatly appreciated so so I thought that was that was kind of cool controversial thought provoking game changing insider information ah who are we kidding it's just the main content of the show now you know Freckleface we don't really get into the in game, in game rating. Yeah. No, we don't. 
And um, we might eventually someday, but, you know, since we don't, we don't really like to speculate on stuff or wishy-wash talk about too much stuff. That's why we have friends that do. That's right. The end game rating. And now joining us on the show, it's Zeph and Garrett. We had them on a while back, and they are uh, what I would call, what, Extreme Raiders? Would you call them Extreme Raiders, Freck? I don't know. Would they call themselves that? Would you guys call yourselves that? Nah. No. I wouldn't even call myself Moderate Raiders. I'd call myself a Fun Raider, though. All right. Yes. So we got some Fun Raiders, then. We'll take fun. <laughs> we like fun. Fun is fun. Still hard. Fun is good. We do. Fun is very good. And uh, they've been out in Firelands, doing stuff up in Firelands, uh, raiding up there, and they have some... Um, Basically, a, uh, a synopsis of what's going on there, uh, their overviews, what's been working for them, what's not been working for them in Radiant Firelands, and they're going to share that with you guys and bring you guys up to speed on what to do when you guys finally do get out to the Firelands, how to even combat the trash that's out there, which you know most guys just skip over that, and you can get some good stuff from trash. Yep, uh, we've been doing this. For, we've been doing it for about what two months, I'd say. Uh, yeah, two months, two and a half. Because we didn't start on Firelands right as soon as we could had the ability to. We held back and did some more of the original Tier 11 uh, raids. And that helped us get better gear and get in there uh, a little bit better a little bit better prepared, I'd say. Yeah, it was so, definitely helpful to hold, hold off for, what was it, two weeks? About two weeks, I think it was, to make sure that we'd had everything. Everyone got their play from uh, the first set of uh, ratings, and then we just went from there. Yep. But um, in any case... So we'll just we'll do this by the numbers. We kind of uh, when I wrote up this little guide that I'm going to be looking at for this, I basically did it in my head of how we would go through the raid and what works for us. And what we usually do is we'll first off we'll get inside by you know do the normal stuff, buffing, make sure everyone's on par with vent, and then we just get right on into it. We go through the trash um, and we try to clear out the big area, the big open area first, because uh, Shannox is probably the first boss that you want to fight. And you're going to need a good little bit of open area to be able to handle them. So as you're looking at Firelands, um, when you come down off the ramp, there's a wide junction that you're going to run into. And there will be a patch of land off the left of it, patch of land off to the right to it that has some lava pools and then above the Y and everything. Where we take Shannox is we take him at that left patch right next to the Y because... There's usually some, uh, there's a molten giant, there's a core hound, a couple of ragers, and uh, a path or two. But when we clear it out, that gives us a nice little open area to be able to do uh, the fight at. And Shannox will path right past it once he actually summons. And you have to kill a lot of adds to be able to get him to actually summon into the instance. But uh, once you've summoned him, he'll just path around. Uh, I think it's counterclockwise through the instance. Yeah. And eventually he'll come past that little junction, and that's where we pick him up. So, when it comes to Shannox, first thing you want to do is, for what works for us, is we set up a pair of markers about 60 yards apart. Um, these will help your tanks uh, understand where they're going to be at. One of the tanks will take Shannox on top of one, and the other tank will take Riplim. Uh, what we do is when uh, we start the fight, we grab Shannox first, the other tank grabs Riplim, and they go to their separate markers. Rage Face is untankable, so he'll just go to whoever he wants to. But with the majority of the raid in between the two tanks, we have them spread out, and then we just DPS Rage Face down. All right. When Rage Face eventually latches onto someone, someone hits him really, really hard, and then Rage Face will be uh, basically tanking on that guy for a while. This helps out because then we'll drag him over one of the immolation traps, and that helps uh, DPS him down quicker. When he dies, Shannox is going to get uh, a bit of a buff. 
but it's nothing that the healers can't handle. Um, from there, we split our DPS. Uh, we have the majority of the DPS goes to Shannox, and myself and another DPS will hang on uh, Rage Face, or excuse me, Riblin. The reason that we have them split apart is because when what is it? When Shanax throws his spear, he's going to throw it to wherever Riplim is. At that point, our warrior tank will charge and leap and get as far away from that spot as he can. He'll basically run back to Shanox. The spear will land, and then Riplim will try to run back to the spear, grab it, take it to Shanox, and then get back to where he has to go. While he's doing that, you can slow him. You can hit him with, uh, you know... Chill Blains, uh, my Chill Blains Howling Blast, which slows down, or you can hit him with any number of hunter abilities, I imagine. Something that slows him down. He can't be snared or stunned, but he can be slowed. You want to do this because um, both tanks will have a debuff that uh, is placed upon them. The Shanox tank will have Jagged Terror, and the Limb tank will have, <laughs> they'll have a debuff called Limb Rip. The longer that Shanox has the spear... Uh, away from him, the longer amount of time that those uh, debuffs will be disappearing. Uh, Jagged Tear should disappear first, and Limbrip, because Riplim's not actually attacking, he won't be able to keep the debuff going, so both of those debuffs will wear off the tanks, and uh, the fight will continue. Once uh, Riplim is getting close to about his 10% or so, Shanox should be around 40%. When you get him to 35, that's when you kill Riplim. Everyone gets on Shanox, gets behind him because he has a cleave, and he gets really, really angry. Our tank will that's that's taking him will move him a little bit so he has a nice clear space so there's no traps around him. And at that point, it's bloodlust and don't die and go for the kill. Wouldn't that your strategy uh, in a lot of them? Bloodlust, don't die. That's basically our. That's basically how we do things. It's bloodlust and don't die. Yeah. It's our rating motto. Yeah, I think I remember that from last time. Bloodlust, don't die. Bloodlust. And hope for the best. Bloodlust, yeah, bloodlust don't die and hope someone lives. <laughs> so how many times have you guys done this boss? Is this first boss a little easier than the rest of them? He's He was put on farm about our third time into the uh, instance. Yep. Uh, the first wow. time we got him, it was one of those things where we were just like, shoo! The second time, we were just solidifying the tactics. And then the third time, it was just one shot, one kill. Mm-hmm. So right. he's he's basically the probably the best opening boss because he definitely introduces how hard the instance bosses will hit and just how far you're going to have to really think ahead to be able to do these things. And it kind of helps to clear out the trash in, in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, with trash comes Trepix, although they nerf that into the ground, so good luck on getting any of those. I think we've seen in the last two months, we've seen four Trepix drops. Yeah. Which is considerably less than any of the other raids have done. Yeah, I think I've seen so, that a lot. They've, that they've not said, hit as much. Or, But uh, that being said, we'll move on to Betzlak. Uh Getting to her, uh, you go through some uh, trash. You go through spinners, spiderlings, and drones. And they'll be attacking some of the other trashes, which is kind of funny. I think they were trying to invade her domain, and the spiders were none too pleased about it. Uh, of note, they're, you're going to run into what looks like uh, a phoenix bird who's being attacked by them. And if you can get to, when you engage that fight, uh, the bird will actually start dying. If you can kill the spinners that are holding it in place, the two uh, spider spinners, uh, the bird will shake off the drone that's on its head, and then it will bloodlust the entire raid for you with no sated debuff. So it's uh, basically a free bloodlust. It lasts about 15 seconds. It's, it's a, it's, it's, and actually, I think it's more like 30, but it, it lasts enough. But it's free. 
um, before Bethelak is probably the hardest pull in the entire instance. Uh, you have to deal with, or at least it was for us, you have to deal with a bunch of uh, lizard guys versus a big group of spiders. And what works for us is we kill all the spiders except for the drone. One tank will take the drone on his own. At that point, you'll kill the cauterizer, which is the healer, and that's the biggest one of the three lizard guys. You kill the cauterizer, and then you kill the two pathfinders, which are right next to him, and then you'll sweep up the rest of it. So, yeah. This yeah. is just, it's a nasty pull in general. Yeah, it is. Uh, from there, we go to Bethelak. Uh, and this is where you're going to split up your raid into two teams. You're going to have your up team and your down team. The up team will be a tank and a healer, probably one that's... Uh, better at single target healing than raid healing. We use our paladin for that healer. Uh, they have to go up at the same time and come down at the same time. Otherwise, uh, that's going to kill them because Bethelak hits like trucks, wrapped in trucks with trucks for wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's hard. Yeah, she hits really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, it's also advised to throw up at least one DPS to go with them and help DPS her down while she's on the web. It's it's advisable to do that, but with the nerf that they placed and put in place, it's already basically been done. Before the nerf, you were supposed to get her to about 80%, but now she's basically already at 80% of what she used to be. So you can, you know, it's up to you if you want to take a DPS to go up there too. I keep all my DPS on the ground because I just don't like the ground phase getting out of control. The down team, um, the first thing they're going to want to do is kill two of the hanging spinners so that you can allow the up team to bungee on up there. The bad thing about this is, is you need people that can actively taunt. Um, you can hit the spinners that are dangling from the web all you want, but it won't actually bring them down. So we use my dark command, since I'm a death knight. We have one of our druids has his taunt, and we bring them down as best as we can. Even shamans that can use their, uh, uh, what is it, their rock buyer weapon can use it to unleash it and taunt stuff down. After that... Uh, we have our ranged and our down tank uh, take the drone and keep them away from the uh, spiderlings that are going to be spawning. If any of them get to him, uh, that drone will regain all of its health and gain a damage buff. So you don't want that to happen. So the melee is going to be dealing with the spiderlings taunting the, or the spiders, excuse me, the spinners. They'll be taunting the spinners down and dealing with the spiderlings, keeping them slowed and stunned. Um, the up team, on the other hand, will be dealing with meteors. Uh, we'll be watching with step. They don't want to step any of the holes up there and her smoldering devastation, which she casts when she runs out of energy. Um, at that point, they'll run to the nearest hole. They'll be a bungee back down and the whole thing starts over again. Three rotations of this. And then we clean up on the fa on the ground to make sure that there's nothing left down there. Otherwise, when she pops on down, she eats whatever spiders are around her, regains all her health, and then it gets a damage debuff, just like the other ones do. At that point, we'll tank her right where she lands. Uh, the off tanker will be right back to... He'll be to the right of the main tank, and the rest of the raid will be behind her. The main tank will take, uh, will basically take most all of the damage, except when she lands a debuff on it. I think it's called like, Widow's Embrace or something like that. Cool. Um, when that happens, the off tank takes her. The main tank will wait until that buff wears itself off, because it will eventually stack high enough until it just disappears. And then the main tank takes her back. Everyone else bloodlusts and don't get in front of her, because uh, she cleaves and she hits really, really hard. In fact, one of her wipes on her was me hitting the wrong button. I thought I was hitting my blood tap button to get a free rune. And I accidentally hit Dark Command, which looks much the same. She wheeled around and cleaved the entire raid, and that was that. I mean, that was kind of funny with, what just happened? <laughs> But I'm just in there going, oh, damn. 
and our tanks were going, what happened? How did we lose aggro? I'm going, oh, nothing. <laughs> Wasn't me. Must have been the warlock. No, no it it had to be happened. It had to have been more like I swear it wasn't me. Um, in any case, uh, she's she's fairly easy and uh, definitely is one of those fights that's a lot of fun to deal with. But um, I like I like how that fight goes because as soon as you get her on the ground, it's just a nice quick kill, and um, you can really focus on doing things. The healers are going to have to deal with the pulse, but other than that, it's okay. Cool. All right. Moving, uh, moving uh, clockwise along the raid, we're going to go to Balrock next. Uh, the trash going to him, you'll run into at least one pack. And there are four, uh, what are they? They're little uh, casters and a whipmaster guy that's kind of wandering around and beating on them. Yeah. You pull him, um, he doesn't really do anything, but the casters will start charging a fire elemental. They'll do it really, really slow because they've got shields. When the whipmaster hits uh, quarters of his health at 75, 50, and 25, he unlocks one shield on one of the boosters, which lets you kill it easier, but it also starts casting even faster. You need to kill all four of these guys before the elemental hits 100%, otherwise it'll kill you. So that's kind of a weird little pull, balancing the DPS between the master and the other boosters, and then dealing with the elemental. Okay. Uh, in front of Balrock, he has four bound elementals and two Fulton Flamefathers. Uh, you'll take sides at first. You'll take uh, the left side. Like, say, we take the left side of Bound Elementals. We took them one to a tank. Uh, we'll kill one first, and the other one will do his fire spin, and everyone just stands uh, stands right underneath him. When he does his fire spin, he hits the closest person with the debuff, but if everyone's standing underneath him, the debuff gets confused and has no idea who to stack on, so it just bounces all over everywhere and becomes non-issue. The Flame Fathers are pretty much like the Molten Giant guys. They're dealt with the same ways, except they um, they do a Volcano at first, and the DPS just kills that down. The ads that come from it are annoying because they'll run at you and explode, but they don't really do all that much damage. Uh, they also do a nasty, annoying knockback. Yeah, the knockback is it's, it's annoying, but again, it's not bad. You have two Volcanoes, up, that could be a problem. Alright, moving on down here, we got Bell. Bailrock can be one tanked. Really? We tried that and it didn't work. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he can, it but it doesn't work. work. <laughs> well, if you've got a lot of DPS and a really, really good gear to healing team tank, you probably can pull it off. We deal with two tanks because it's a little bit more on the safe side and it definitely works for us. Okay. So the main tank will not be the one who pulls first. The off tank will pull first. Uh, the main tank will take most of the white damage from Bailrock, and he'll also be taking the incendiary blades attack. The off tank will be taking some blades. Uh, the main tank will be taking stacks of blaze of glory. Basically, whoever's attacking Bailrock will be taking this uh, buff that's called blaze of glory. It gives him more uh, health, but also increases the damage he takes from fire-based attacks as well as the normal attacks. So what we do is we have off tank start. Take four or five stacks uh, of blaze of glory where the main tank will grab him. This keeps his health lower, but Decimation Blades, when he takes it, Decimation Blades will either do one or two things. It'll either do 250,000 damage, or it will do 90% of that tank's health, whichever is higher. By having him only take four or five stacks, this keeps his health lower so the healers are over. Uh, the DPS, you're going to need three melee or three DPS to handle the Tormentor that pop up. 
You'll want three melee DPS to take the crystals, or barring that, at least three DPS who are willing to do some movement. Uh, Bailrock will summon up a crystal right behind him, and you're going to want uh, your melee DPS or your three chosen guys to rotate in on it. Uh, whoever is closest to that crystal will take a stack of something called Tormented, and it's ha- it stacks pretty fast. You want them to do this because this gives the healers the ability to have vital spark. Your melee is not going to take much more than eight stacks before you want them to switch, otherwise it, you'll probably see some melee de- uh, deaths. The healers are also going to rotate as well. You'll have two on the tanks, one on each tank, and you'll take one on the melee who are currently taking Tormented. The melee healer is going to gain Vital Spark based on how many stacks of Tormented that person that they're healing has. This is basically the vital part of this fight. More stacks of Vital Spark gains power based on how many stacks of Blaze of Glory you have, and the more stacks of those two combines to basically boost your healing through the roof. I believe one of our paladins said he saw a 2 million lay on hands. Which, that's pretty big. So, and it can proc to go in for once you're healing on the Blaze of Glory tank. Uh, other than that, it's a tank and spank. There's nothing really that happens if you've got ranged and they're not involved with the crystals. They basically can just plant themselves, start hitting one, and go off to do something else. Uh, aside from that, it's a really fun little tank and spank. Okay. Uh, Ryolith. What we do, instead of trying to go to Ryolith from there, we'll go back around the path that we've cleared, because that way we have to avoid uh, the majority of the trash that's between Ryolith and Bale Rock and Alice Razor. We go to the right. You'll go up through that path, because none of the trash will come anywhere close to that path if you stick close to it. Once you get to the ramp that has Ryolith, you should like fight like one little trash pack. It's a tough trash pack of like six Hellhounds and one Houndmaster. Killing the Houndmaster quickly will help, but the Hellhounds are going to suck. Um, at that point, you'll be dealing with Ryleth's uh, gauntlet event. Car the Everburning is back, and he summons a bunch of meteors and a bunch of little fire elementals to attack you as you're wandering up the ramp. Mount up. You need to be mounted for this. So mount up and get to the top of the ramp. Your tank will be taking all the dads. He'll group them up. Yay, get them all down. After that, you got two big, huge fire elementals. Uh, take them separately. Take one down at a time. Watch out for the uh, the symbols on the ground. They look kind of like uh, Death Knight's Death and Decay, except mine's much bigger. So <laughs> you, <laughs> you know where the meters are going to land. And then from there, you take Car. You basically just take him as normal. He has a little volcano he has, just like the Flamefall. Uh, get rid of it, and then you'll be ready to ride Mm-hmm. Or as we've oh, taken okay. to calling Ryolith, Lord Dice Roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lord Dice Roll or uh, uh, Lord God, I hate this fight. <laughs> Pretty much. This, this is a terrible fight and we all hate it. It's, it's not terrible, it's just it's always based on luck. And uh-huh. there's a reason for that and I'll get to it. Alright. Um... You're going to want the melee on his feet. You're going to want your melee DPS on his feet because that's the only thing that can take damage, and that's how you're going to be steering him left or right. The more damage on his right foot, and he'll start wheeling around to the right. Um, you're going to want to steer him over the active volcanoes. It's a lessen his armor, make him easier to steer, make more damage, make the fight go faster. And you are on kind of a tight timer because at about five minutes, I guess, I think it is, he gets superheated, and all of his attacks get really, really big-time damage, so you're racing against the clock on this one. 
Uh, meanwhile, the ranged healers and the tanks will be taking his ads. He's got a little group of, uh, uh, what are they, sparks, I think they're called. Yeah, there's the sparks and the... Uh... No, the shards. Shards oh, and sparks. Sense. Yeah, he'll, he'll summon five shards of Ryleth. Okay. These need to be grouped up and AoE down. Uh, otherwise, if they're not killed by the time their timer runs up, they'll bum rush some and do as much damage as they had health left. And since they start off with 250,000 health, that can instantly kill people. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, the spark uh, needs to be tanked away from everyone because he doesn't AoE pulse, but he's otherwise just kill him as fast as you can. So the trick to this fight is basically, like I said, you steal him... Steal. You steer him over the active volcanoes, and that lessens his armors, lets you do more damage to him, and steer him a little bit easier. After we get about two or three our uh, volcano stepped on, he becomes really easy to steer, and we just focus on one foot and keep him turning in circles. He'll stomp the volcanoes, look out for the little magma trails that come out of them, but other than that, just keep him stomping on volcanoes until his armor falls out altogether, and that comes off about... 25% or is it 20? Yeah, I believe it's 25%. Um, you may think that's a lot to have to deal with once his armor falls off, but at that point, he only has about 2 million health, which is less than Car the Everburning. So at that point, you want everyone to around 28% or so. Everyone just forgets what they're doing and goes right to Ryolith. At that point, the DPS will get him to 25%. His armor will fall off, and your healers should AoE heal, get everyone to full as fast as they can. Because as soon as he stands back up, he pulses, and he will take a big chunk of your health off the entire raid. If you can survive that initial blast, he's chump. Okay. You can get rid of it. Real Tranquility is your friend. Yeah. Communist totem, as we call it, will help too. It's, I know it's called Spirit Link totem, but we call it communist totem because <laughs> in Soviet totem shares with everybody. <laughs> so we call it the communist totem. Got it. All right. Other than that, that's about all there really is to him. All right. He seems pretty easy. Well, like I said, the hardest part is the luck because. He'll active, activate a volcano, but there's nothing that says it has to be a volcano that's in front of him. Half the time, the, the hard luck pulls in the white that we have, because he activated the volcano, he just walked past. Mm. So we have to wheel him all, all the way back around, and by that point we're taking stacks of his uh, fire debuff that he puts on us that makes fire damage do much more damage. Right. That yeah. or the, the active one will be like on the other side of the platform. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's sometimes it's on the other side of the platform, which we can just keep him straight to. But then you run the risk of him hitting the edge of the platform, at which point he'll drink the magma and blow up the entire raid. So, yeah, it is very much Lord Dice roll. But we get through him okay. He's not, he's not on farm because there's no guarantee we can get him one shot every time. That doesn't necessarily mean we're a sucky raid. It just means we had bad luck. Got it. So. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're going to be raiding with him, take him with a grain of salt, because he just requires a lot of practice to get the turning down. But if you wipe on him, it may not be your fault. It okay, may just be bad play. Got it. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, going to Alice Razor. Um, usually, this is where we end our first night, and we'll go in on her on the second night. And when you do that, most all the trash in the entirety of Firelands disappears. Okay, so that's it's weird. It's easy to get to her little enclave, 
And what we do from there is she has flame druids in front of where she spawns and two great cute birds. Um, me and my uh, my pocket druid is all. Uh, we'll run to the big birds. The rest of the raid will kill off the flame druids. While they're doing that, because flame druids are easy to take care of, uh, we'll run and we'll click on the next of the birds. And you should see it like one of those uh, board vehicle arrows. When you get on the bird, it should change your UI to match uh, basically four directions. At that point, you steer the bird's fire damage that it's doing. It's spitting out fireballs. You can steer it up, left, down, or right based on where it's hitting. But what you want to do is you want to steer that bird towards the egg pile that's on your side. And you're going to force the bird to basically kill its own uh, babies. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> it's, that's bad. It, it's <laughs> I mean... really awful, but if you don't, um, it'll just be, keep spawning. So you basically, the two DPS you have on there will keep the birds destroying the eggs, basically uh, making poachings. Um, <laughs> the rest of the raid will be clearing up the, uh, the birds, and then once the piles are gone, you know, the two birds turn their fire trails on each other. And the birds will kill each other. And then you've got the entire arena to yourselves. Oh, all right. That's cool. All right. Alice Razor is a complicated fight, but we'll try to get through this as best we can. The main thing I need to stress to every raid that listens to this, she has no enrage and no berserk. This fight takes as long as you need it to to get her down. The real the real key here is the real enrage is your patience. Uh, how long you can hold out before you just kind of get tired and say, screw this. Oh, okay. So uh, you summon her up. Either you start the uh, the, the little, uh, what's it called, the little RP session with stag helm. <laughs> They'll summon her. Or if you've wiped, she'll leave a little feather on the ground. You click on that, and that pulls her back up. Um, the first thing she does, she'll go right down the middle. She'll be cleaving her way down the middle of the arena, and she'll be leaving feathers behind her. We have one of our ranged, the first three feathers that drop. This lets him fly into the air, lets him cast uh, all of his spells while he's moving, and he needs to fly through hoops that he puts on the, uh, in the air. And that'll keep his uh, flying stack going and allow him to boost his damage even further. And we basically forget about him up there. So long as he's uh, up there, he's taking care of his own system. It takes some practice, but uh, our, our warlock has gotten used to it at this point. The rest of us on the ground, the DPS is going to split two, us, two to a side. Uh, hopefully if they've got uh, an interrupt that they can use decently, that will help. Because uh, there's going to be adds on the ground. Uh, there's going to be flame druids. You need to interrupt them. Um, a lot of good damage will help you. Usually we let uh, the DPS and the healers pick up the remaining feathers on the ground. Uh, the feathers will allow you to move faster, and they will allow you to cast while you're moving. And it's definitely use- useful to have the healers have it first and the melee have it, so that way they can get to the uh, druids and get there faster. Uh, the one thing you need to watch out for with those uh, druids is they have a spell called Fireblast, spelled F-I-E-R-O, Fireblast. And it can one-shot somebody. So you need to have that interrupted every time you see them cast again. Tanks, on the meantime, will be taking a uh, spawn, basically a spawn of Alice Ray, the little flame bird chick. Uh, they get mad. They will la- latch onto the first person that is closest to them. So you won't have to be your tanks. Whoever they latch onto gets a 1,000% damage boost against that particular bird. So this helps the tanks be able to do good damage and keep uh, aggro on. Uh, the birds will do decent damage, but nothing really that's not killable through. 
However, ev eventually they will get mad because they get hungry and they'll start tantrum. The way to get through that is the tank will drag them back over these little worms that are popping up and doing fire damage to the raid. If the bird can eat that worm, calm down, and goes on from there. So while your DPS has, while that particular side of DPS has nothing to deal with, like if there's no more druids, they absolutely should go over to their, their, uh, their chick on their side and DPS on that until the next druid comes down. The down phase for that whole thing, basically, you know, she'll throw every now and then, she'll drop some feathers. That lasts about three minutes. After that point, her energy will run out and she'll fly to the room and summon a great big huge maelstrom. This is a hard little thing to deal with, but can't be dealt with. All you have to do is this. She summons up a tornado, follow at a decent distance, I should say. You don't want to be right behind it. You want to be maybe 10 yards behind it. Follow it, and when another tornado comes past you on your left, just wheel around and follow that. The idea is that you're kind of running yourself in a circle. This will keep you relatively close to your healer, keep you from taking any damage. And if you manage to go through any hoops that are on the ground, uh, that'll uh, boost your crit rate for about 30 seconds. This helps when she finally gets out of energy and just on the ground. She runs out of energy and she just sits there like a lump. At that point, we all stack on her butt when we bloodlust because she'll be taking 100% extra damage. The tanks, on the other hand, will be taking two adds that appear on side of her. They need to be locked down. Uh, interrupts, stuns, snares, anything anything really works so long as you can keep them quiet. Uh, as long as they're casting, most Rager's energy will recharge even faster. And you want to make sure that these uh, phases where she's doing absolutely nothing at all, you need them to last as long as possible. Once uh, her energy reaches 50, she'll pop back up, the two ads will fly away, and she'll start burning the raid Time. That's a big heal phase. Uh, one tank's going to take that in front of her, and the rest of the raid's going to stay behind her so they're not getting cleaved. And the healers will use tranquility, communist totem again. And then after that gets done, she'll drop a great big puddle of feathers right beneath her, and the whole thing starts all over again. Uh, of note is that when she hits 10% on the ground, she will permanently stay on the ground. At that point, it's a burn, it's a race against time. So we've actually, the first time we beat her, we actually came back around to our bloodlust. We used bloodlust, and then we came back around to it. The, the state of buff wore off because it lasted so long. What's the, what's the cooldown on, on bloodlust? Ten minutes. Uh, oh, wow. Ten minutes for faded. Wow. Okay. That's a yeah. long fight. <laughs> yeah, it, is a, it, it can be a long fight, but not always. It, it, it's, it's just it, – we get her in about two, two and a half rotations. Mm -hmm. um, if it takes you three or four, that's fine. Like I said, there's no enrage. It's just basically how much patience and determination you have to kill her before she kills you. Uh, but after that, you get her done. You've got the five bosses before the final push. Um, you'll go back to Bailrock's Gate. You'll hit the orb that's right next to it and see a nifty little scene where a bridge of lava comes out of the door. And then you'll run up the, uh, run up the bridge, and there's three druids sitting one that's transformed and two that are trans ones that's not transformed, excuse me, and two that are. You'll want to kill the untransformed druid first. He'll be casting fire nodes until you engage him, and then at that point he just starts going crazy and sp uh, spamming sunfires on everyone. It looks like moonfire, um, except it's fire. Yeah. It's burning. Uh, <laughs> it's burning nation. Uh, get rid of him quick. Uh, the flame cats in the meanwhile will be pouncing random raid members. Uh, this can be avoided if you know it's coming. DBM does announce this. So if you can manage to 
avoid it, the flame cat will just pounce and he'll sit there. If he hits you, it stuns you and anyone around you, but it also stuns the cat. So, but if it misses, the cat sits like a lump and you can just kill him. All right, you with me so far? We're with you. All right, Staghelm. He's not complicated. He just takes a bit of understanding to know what you're just going to do for both his forms and how his forms work. He has two forms, Scorpion and his flame cat form. He will be in Scorpion form if the entirety or the majority of your raid is grouped up. If the majority of your raid is not grouped up, you'll be in flame cat form. I really don't know how they came up with that, but that's brilliant. You know, it's one of those things that you know you just really have to be aware of, but I, I think it might have to look for that one. Okay, this is a single tank fight, so what we do is we put a marker on the field. Everyone piles on that, and our single tank will go and pull Stag home and pull him right back to that, at which point he pops in scorpion form and the fight starts. As he fights, his energy is going to increase, just like a regular druid. When it hits 100%, he'll use one of his two uh, um, abilities. Uh, and if he's in scorpion form, it's flame scythe. In uh, cat form, he'll be doing wild pounce. Uh, Flame Scythe will hit the entirety of the raid. At least if they're all grouped up in front, you should all be grouped up in front. That way the damage will be shared amongst the members all on the tank, which would instantly kill him. So everyone needs to be in front of him, and he'll just need to be on the ball. Every time he either Flame Scythe or Wild Pounces, his energy regen increases. And this makes him able to attack much faster. Now, whenever he switches form, He's going to get a stacking buff on himself that helps him hit harder. But his energy regen will go back to normal. The stacks on that will go back to normal. That's the trick to this fight. Is controlling when his regen is getting too much for you to handle, killing him before his power becomes unhealable. What we do is we go to six flame sight. And then at that point, the range and the healers will spread out as much as possible while still remaining in range in the tank melee. And this will force him into flame cap. At that point, he does uh, wild pounce when he hits 100%. It's going to pounce a random raid member, and it'll lead a huge puddle of damage on the ground. You don't want anywhere near that. When he pounces, wherever he lands, it's going to leave an ad that looks just like him. It's really easy to kill. You need to pick it up and kill it pretty quickly. Otherwise, it'll just be a harassment. Um, he's going to pounce about five or six times. That's your call. You kill the app that comes up, and then he hits five or six. Everyone groups back up on the marker, and it forces him back to the scorpion. The rotation we use is we usually go six, uh, six of the flame scythe and five wild pounces. Then we'll push him back into scorpion mode, five flame scythes, four wild pounces, four, three, three, and so on and so forth. You can get him by the time he adds threes, and you really should. Otherwise, at that point, he's going to kill people. So we save our bloodlust. For never. We actually do the bloodless right at the beginning. <laughs> um, this lets us do as much damage as we possibly can, and we really don't need to save the bloodlust for anything. Um, now, the big thing you have to worry about is his ultimates. Every third stance switch, so the second time he goes into scorpion mode, or third he goes into cat, so six, you know, three, six, nine, whatever, you should be paying attention. He'll do one of his ultimates. If he's in scorpion mode, he does it. Cyclone the entire raid, basically he roots you in place, and he'll do Flame Seed. If he's in cat form, he'll do Flame Orbs. Flame Seed puts a debuff on everyone in the raid, and everyone's got a different timer on it. It's usually separated by about five seconds apiece. Okay. 
the timer is huge to pay attention to. At this point, everyone should be paying attention to their own personal timer and not to anyone else's. When their timer gets to be about five seconds or less, they need to run out of the raid about 10 to 15 yards away and let the timer run off. It'll blow up, and you'll take a lot of damage, but the rest of the raid will not. Got it. So you're not going to hurt anybody else. Yeah, right. you're not going to hurt anyone else at all. That's tricky, but it is healing, and it's, can, you can live through it no problem. So everyone needs to pay attention to their personal debuff, run out, take care of things, watch out for the puddles from where the wild pounces are, and then run back in so the shared damage from flame step is healable. Um, let's see, what else? Flame uh, cat flame form. Orbs. The flame orbs, he'll summon uh, two of those, and they can be anywhere in the arena at all. It will attack the closest person to them. doesn't necessarily have to be right next to them. I mean, I've seen these things hit all the way across the map. So what we do is we have a pair a healer and a ranged. And those two will basically try to get closer to the orb than anyone else, and they'll rotate out. Because when it's hitting you, it's doing increasing damage. But as soon as it switches, it goes back to regular damage and stacks back up. It's basically almost the same as the Torment Crystal from the Rock. We have them rotate out on that while Melee is still taking care of things, and he's going to still be doing pounces. There is no Berserk. It's basically until he starts killing you too hard and you can heal through. We get him about... see, we got him before he did his Flame Seed a, a second time. Mm-hmm. So, and since we're not you know, the greatest raid on the server, that, that's probably about what you should shoot for. Hmm. So if you get him before he gets to his Flame Seed ability the second time, that's great. Whew! That's a lot. Yes, We're getting but it's there. a worthwhile fight because he drops a shoulder to me. Oh, okay. And I had to give it to a druid. Oh. Grr. Grr, grr, grr. Because he dropped my shoulder token and one of our druids got it. Grr. You know, in any case. It's worth it. Uh, <laughs> in any case, the trash to Ragnos is uh, really, really super easy. There's only two packs to worry about. Uh, the first one you got to worry about is a lava welder. And he basically will raise lava in certain locations along the bridge. Don't be standing in it. And kill him dead. Uh, and then you have two of those uh, plaque face warm things that look like magma. Uh, you want to tank uh, each of those, one tank on each, and you'll kill the left one, which is the smaller one. You'll kill it first because it does the more, uh, the more threatening damage, and it also moves. The other one's just going to stay right where it is. Shouldn't be worried. All right. Are you guys ready for Ragnaros? We are I think ready. We're ready, yeah. I'm oh boy. <laughs> this is going to be. He's huge. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and not just like uh, the encounter, he's literally huge. And his hair looks like Ludwig von Koopa's. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, he's got five phases, which are three phases and two transitions. The first phase, uh, we put our melee and our tanks on. going to be a little group of circles right in front of them. We split them up so we have one melee per circle, since we have three melee, and then the tanks will stand on a circle uh, together. The range will be behind them and kind of loosely spread out. Uh, he does three big things. Uh, tanks will be taking a buff of something uh, that they need to switch out about three or four, but every time they take a, a hit from that, they get more damage against Ragnaros, so that kind of evens out. Uh, he'll be doing a Sulfuro Smash, which is just going to slam his hammer onto the ground. It won't hit any of the melee because it's they're too far in for it to hit them, but it can hit 
ranged, and more importantly is the lava that comes shooting out of it when it hits. You can tell where the lava is going to come from because of the three circles that appear when it hits. What you want to do is try and aim yourself to move so that the lava will pass by you harmlessly. And if you're standing diagonal to the hammer of what's hitting, it won't hit you. So we usually call out for where it lands uh, when it's coming, and the range and the healers will watch for it and move accordingly. The other thing he does in this phase is magma trap, and this needs to be coordinated between two DPS and your healers. We use our warlock and our cat druid uh, for uh, their portal and their landing ability, respectively. The reason for this is that whenever someone triggers magma trap, it does a huge explosion, damages everyone in the raid, and launches that person really high into the air. Want, uh, it can be taken care of by using the Warlock Portal. Uh, the Cat Druid can land and take uh, about half the damage that normally taken. A Mage can blink out of it or use their Frost Tomb to keep themselves from taking damage. So basically you want to use people that can fall from a great height and either buff themselves to not take so much damage or fall slower. As well, the healers need to call for the okay. Since it's doing big damage to everyone, the tank is going to be taking a lot of damage and this needs to be coordinated all right, he does that until about uh, 70% of his health, at which point he'll slam Sulfurus on the ground in the first transition. At this point, Sulfurus will spit eight bun- uh, Sons of Flame, uh, usually four to the side from where he's hitting. However, it can hit either to the east or to the west, and this tends to stack uh, Sons of Flame on one side, six on one, two on the other. Adjust your rate accordingly to get enough DPS, enough stuns on both sides to keep the Sons of Flame from getting the hammer. They will run to it relentlessly. If you can damage them to 50% of their health, they'll slow down immensely. This is vital. If any one of them gets to that hammer before you kill it, it will explode and kill everyone in the raid. And that's usually not a good thing. It has been known to wipe us. They can be stunned but they cannot be snared. Uh, my Howling Blast, for example, since it's uh, ta- I've got talented into it for chill planes, it can slow them once they're under 50%, but icy chains can lock them in place if you have the same spec on it. Um, however, Frost, uh, what, I'm trying to think, um, Earthbind Totem doesn't slow them. Uh, any of the Hunter Trap doesn't slow them. But something that does stop them in place and that's only usually stuns. So unfortunately, uh, Frost Mages, sorry, but you can't use Frost because that's a snare. Um, warriors, uh, we get a little bit of help here. Yeah, Warriors can use their Intervene, and Warrior Tanks can use both Concussion Blow and Shock. Uh, shock yes. As well, Torns have War Stomp. And uh, let's see, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, uh, uh, one thing you, one thing I've completely forgot about on this, <laughs> uh, Death Knights can use their death, or death okay, my bad. Death Knights can use their death grip to pull a sun away. Cool. So, yeah, uh, if you have something that stuns, use it. Second phase, we mark two sides on either side of Ragnaros when he pops back up. We'll run to the left first. We kind of loosely gather around that and wait for him to cast. Lob seed. He won't do magma trap anymore, so this time you should have the magma traps taken care of. Um, once he casts lava seed, you wait for the cast to happen, and then everyone runs to the other side. You want to stay six yards apart because when it, the seed lands, it does damage to you, and if you're close to someone else, it'll do twice as much damage. Everyone runs to the other side, stacks up on their marker. When the seeds hatch, they're going to throw a bunch of those little rocky looking dudes at you. 
We group them up, we AoE them down. The tricky part of this is that the healers are going to have to be healing the tank, taking Ragnaros, as well as themselves and the raid. So Tranquility, Communist Totem, everything you can use to keep uh, everyone alive while you're going through the safety. As soon as the AoE is over and there's no more ads, spread back out. And until he casts Lava Seed again, you run back to the left. The only other thing you have to work about here, aside from him doing his Sulfur Smash again, is he will do an ability that basically lights a third of the platform on fire in sector rings coming from close, middle, and out of range as according to him. So, and you can see it coming. So if you see it coming, just run out. It'll last for about four seconds when you get back to where you need to go. Uh, you get that to 40%, and he'll do his second transition, which is basically the same as the first, except now he's going to summon, as well as those eight suns, he's going to summon in two scion planes. These need to be picked up by the tanks while some being dealt with. Um, if you can try to do it, try to keep one of the Sons of Flame locked down and rooted in place, if you can. This use, you know, a Death Knight could use his Death Knight again, pull it away, lock him down with ice chains. Um, but for the most part, you want to try and keep this as a long transition as possible to be able to put as much damage on those Scions as you can. They will put a debuff on random people that will make them spit fire under their feet. Don't be standing on and try not to get any Sons of Flame run over it because that Son of Flame will get all of his health back and he'll get the speed boost. He gets the hammer, boom, everyone dies. Ragnaros will come back up and they're either 45 seconds have passed or there are no more Sons of Flame. This is why you want that to last as long as possible. At that point, we would probably use our Bloodlust to get those two Scions down, just like you use the Bloodlust for uh, taking care of the second phase transition in the Arthas encounter for the Lich King. So you can get through the, you know, we used it then to get through the Raging Spirits. We're going to use it to get through the Scions. At that point, he goes to phase three. He will still be doing uh, Sulfur Smash, and he'll be lighting the platform on fire. He won't do any more Lava Seed, and he still is not going to be doing Magma Trap. Uh, at that point, the other ability he gains is he summons a meteor. This meteor is going to lock onto one person in your raid and it'll kind of just jerk towards them a little bit at a time. It can be hit and it should be hit. Use ranged ability or anything that can interrupt. It, like, say, uh, wind shear or death grip. And considering death grip is an interrupt, but considering it can't pull meteor to you, it will fail. But whatever hits them, it'll knock the meteor back, and the meteor will turn its target to someone else, and it'll start following that person. You need to do this, because if that meteor hits that person, it explodes and does a great big amount of damage to that person and anyone else around it. It'll kill them. So, and the problem is that he summons one as the continues. This is your burn phase. Getting him to 10% from 40% is going to be hard, because you've got to go through 15 million health. Wow. But if you can... If you can do it, if you can get him to 10%, normal mode, the fight will stop, and you have won. If you're on heroic mode, then the fight actually does not stop, because at that point, he regains, uh, he'll go through a little bit of an RP. Um, Scenarius and Archdruid uh, Hamel Rune Totem will come in, as well as Malfurion, and Ragnaros will regain up to 40% of his health back, so he'll go all the way up to 50% of his health, and then he gets his legs and starts walking out, stomping all over everyone. I wouldn't know, because we haven't done a run. Oh, okay. And we're not... It's not going to be for a while. (laughs) But 
we have not gotten him past 40%. We took two nights to do it and got phase one pretty much on par. The transition's good too. Phase two usually get this little bit of trouble and then the transition. So he's a tough fight. A very, very tough fight. Sounds that way. Because he's the one who's the last boss. Yeah, that's true. So he's supposed to be the tough guy during this expansion. So... Any questions? Too bad. You guys just have to listen to it over again because I'm not saying all that all <laughs> Now, how are the mechanics in it as compared to, like, um, the Lich King fights back from Wrath? I would say that it's kind of the same idea because, you know, with the transitions marking the, the, the separations of everything, it works basically the same thing. The Lich King has something that carried over between each of his transitions, and that's basically the same idea here. All right, yeah, so there's uh, there's at least some basic familiarity with what happened before and what's happening now, so it's not too unexpected. No, it's not. The Sulfur Smash will still hit wherever it damn well wants to, right? but um, as long as you're ranged and as long as everyone's paying attention to where that is, it shouldn't actively hit you. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, and like I said, if you've gotten the Magma Traps taken care of, which you should have during the first transition, they won't be on the ground and he won't summon anymore. So, and he only does that seeds thing during the second transition, and thank God for that, because <laughs> I don't think I could be able to stand more of that than absolutely. Yeah, it's a pain. But um, yeah, that's about all we, all I've got about it. It's uh, it's been a great lot of fun. We've been having a good time. Our warlock is very close to getting the first uh, upgrade for the Terragosa's Wrath quest, uh, which will eventually get us Dragon Wrath. And we're just going to keep on going, and we'll get them down and turn that place into a great big old farm fest and wait until uh, Dragon Soul comes out, at which point we'll probably come back on the show and tell you guys how to do that one. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> which, of course, you will. Well, of course, of course you will. But uh, it, like I said, we're not, a, we're not a huge raid. We're not like the best raid on the, gil, uh, on the server. We're ranked in the top 50 out of like 500 raids. So we do pretty well for ourselves, but we're by no means experts. We're yeah, just, but still, top 10% have, of the server is not a bad place to be. Yeah, and we, we, we do okay for ourselves. I mean, we, we tend to have a lot of fun, and it's, there are times where we end up having uh, the raid slows down because too many My Little Pony jokes have come to it. But, um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a lot of fun to do this. I really enjoy being able to go in there every Saturday and Monday and have a good time and just take care of some bosses that are so much better than like uh, Meryl Garb where all you do is just tank and spec them. Yeah, that's or, one thing uh, I'm liking. It's not just a big tank and spec game anymore. And even then, even on the tank and spank boss with Bail Rock, he's still difficult. And he's uh, he, he's more about uh, everyone knowing what they particularly have to do for that fight. So, I, I, th- I really think they did a lot of good things for this raid. And from what I've been seeing, what they did with uh, Dragon Soul, uh, um, yeah, I can't wait to take on Deathwing. Yeah, that's going to be epic. Firelands is, you're relearning that if you slack off, they will hurt you. A lot. Makes, <laughs> makes sense. Trucks, yeah. and trucks. But it's not it's not anywhere near as hard as it could be. Um, heroic mode probably would be a lot harder. 
but I have no inclination to go into that because we as a great agreed that we have nothing really to prove to anyone aside from ourselves. And if we can kill them on normal mode, we might do a few heroics here or there, but our, arguably we've approved our point to ourselves. Yeah, right. makes, yeah. That, yeah, that's only ultimately that's the only person you have to prove anything to. Yeah, and I've got to give credit um, to our tanks, by the way, both uh, Diana Fire. It's hilarious. That's his name. But Dynafire and Delvarith have been doing really, really well because up to this point, they've gotten one upgrade between wow. the two of them from mm-hmm. the raid drop bosses, raid boss drops. Uh, other than that, they've got their tier gear, but they've been getting like no drops. So for them to be able to tank this place in tier eleven and a half stuff is pretty darn awesome. And I got to give them credit. I give it. I give credit to everyone else in my raid, you know, because I I couldn't raid lead it without them. Speaking of DPS, we're having a blast. We're having to work it, and we actually enjoy having to remember what to, what we're supposed to do. You know, Zeph, you and I have talked about this. Our heal team has really stepped up, and I don't think we could trade them for the world either. No. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Durangelus. We've got Mistrix, and we've got uh, who is our third? Arga. Our, our, our Arganothan. We've got a paladin, a Healy druid, and a Healy shaman, and boy, I'm just so glad we have them. They They're, cover almost every base that we need for healing. They are legendary, and we love the heck out of them because they've kept us from falling over. <laughs> <laughs> to put it nicely. <laughs> Except when I have to kind of kick them and say, would you please get your nose out of your bars and pay attention? <laughs> so. Wow. But uh, do you guys have any questions? Any other questions for us? Uh, I don't think so. That was a lot of really great information, and our listeners will enjoy and appreciate that. I hope so, because I'm not saying it twice. (laughs) (laughs) In any case, thank you guys for letting us come back on the show. Yeah, thanks. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for being on. And thanks for listening to another episode of HearthCast. Like everybody else did today, you can send in your questions, your comments, any other feedback by emailing us or emailing us, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can go over to our website at hearthcast.com. We have a submission form there. Uh, you can email us directly with your fancy-weensy email client by going to uh, sending an email from that to contribute at hearthcast.com. You can call the HearthCast hotline at 407-520-5342. You can send us a post on Facebook. We kind of like that. We kind of interact with people. And, of course, you can uh, tweet us. Tweet us up on the Twitters. That's at, at HearthCast, at HearthCast Root, at HearthCast Freck. We do want to remind you to vote for your favorite podcast for the Stoppies. Uh, we're nominated in like four, five categories. Wouldn't mind some votes there. Of course, we'd love to thank our sponsors, RiptideSoftware.com, Noxic.com, N-O-X-X-I-C, System.com with the International Mastermind Group. Image is everything. Special thanks to Mike for uh, collaborating on a phenomenal idea. Carnage 1320. That's uh, Carnage goes over on YouTube. He's on the YouTubes at youtube.com forward slash Carnage 1320 for the best in WoW PvP videos. And don't be selfish. Share us with your friends, rate us on iTunes, or give us a link from your blog and we'll link back. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface from HearthGas.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Root and Freckleface next week again. A shout out to your guild mates. Let's have fun and go.
by the way, um, I forgot to hit record. You're joking, right? Yes, I am joking. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I thought we had to come down there and smack you. I, I was going to come down there and choke a... Yeah. <laughs> I was, you yeah. forgot what? Yiggity, 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 yiggity. <laughs> I'll learn you to make fun of me by gum. 